This is the Spin Talk Podcast. Catch Spin Talk with Lauren, live on Spin 1038 weekdays from 1. Spin 1038, the Spin Talk with Lauren today on the show. Kind of as a, a continuation from yesterday, because if you missed the start, yesterday we talked about bullying in schools and the reasons why some teenagers in particular feel that they are targeted. We were discussing a survey that had been carried out. What we ended up getting was a lot of messages from adults on yesterday's show and experiences of bullying in the workplace or with friends, family members. So today we're going to talk about bullying in the workplace, whether you've experienced bullying yourself or maybe you've ever been accused of bullying. Get involved in the conversation. Of course, we, we won't name workplaces and we can change certain details. It's totally up to you. But I just would like to hear how you think we can better deal with bullying in the workplace. I'm on 087-711-1038. Graham Nolan joins me, who is a consultancy manager with Graphite. Hi, Graham. Hi, Lauren. Good to have you on the show, Graham. Um, can I ask, in the workplace, and I appreciate that it might, it might change depending on the work environment, but for the most part, is there a definition of bullying that businesses go off? Yes, there, there will be, Lauren, um, not, not specifically a, a legislative definition, but we do have a code of practice that, that quite clearly defines our uh, bullying in the workplace. And, and what you're kind of looking at from it is, is repeated inappropriate behaviour um, at the place of work or, or in the, the course of employment, which could reasonably be regarded as undermining that individual's right to dignity at work. Okay, that's good, because I was wondering, right, I just think... That, you know, when it comes to, to kids and school situations, I think it can be pretty easy to, to call out bullying. Not, not easy for the person to come forward, but it's easy to go, yes, that's bullying, that's not bullying. As adults, though, I mean, we're talking about people's feelings and perceptions. Workplaces can vary. You know, codes of conduct can, can vary in, in, in different workplaces, different atmospheres. So can it be difficult to um, actually you know, um, make a decision on whether someone is being bullied or not. Yeah, it, it absolutely can, Lauren. But I think it, you mentioned it yourself there, whether it's workplace, school, outside of that, um, sporting organisations, whatever it might be, um, there is what, what you're dealing with with issues like bullying, you're dealing with feelings, you're dealing with emotions, and you're really dealing with the impact it can have on somebody. So even from a workplace perspective, what you're looking at is really the whole area of an awareness that it is a professional environment and that colleagues need to be aware of behaviour and conduct and how we interact with our colleagues and really importantly be aware of the, the potential impact our behaviour or conduct can have on colleagues. And that's what you're looking to and that's what codes of practice and codes of conduct try to focus in on um, so that people have that awareness of the, the potential impact their behaviour could have on others. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, it's, it's a tricky one because when it comes to actually reporting bullying or, you know, bringing it to the attention of management in an organisation. It's a big call to make. You know, it's obviously going to have to be something that's been going on for a while that has gotten to the point where someone says enough is enough. And I hope that people do come forward. But the reason I say it's a big call to make is it's a pretty serious accusation. 
It, it is. It's, it's a big, I suppose, the best way of putting it, Lauren, it's, it's a label. It's, it's quite a big label that's there. And um, somebody could be quite reluctant initially to come forward. One, there, there can be different reasons for that, I suppose. There can be people not really sure what options are open to them in the organisation. They mightn't be clear on what the policies and procedures are in place for dealing with an issue like that. Or like you said, they mightn't be really sure in terms of what it is that they're maybe experiencing themselves. And that's where that onus does come back on the organisation to make sure that they have relevant policies and procedures in place so that people are aware of what's acceptable, what's unacceptable and really importantly, what options are there then for people should they feel that they're receiving or are on the receiving end of behaviour of this nature, that they understand what options are open to them in terms of how they can resolve it because things like this do uh, do arise in workplaces mm. and there are options there for people in terms of trying to resolve it, whether it's informally or formally, but it's so much of it is about making sure that correct information is there yeah. so that people from the outside and outside are aware of what options are there you know yeah because i do wonder if we take bullying seriously as adults like i couldn't get over yesterday the amount of messages that we got in we were talking about school settings primary and secondary and we were hearing different people's stories and i just wonder if because we have such awareness at school level do you think people take bullying in workplaces as seriously? I'm just thinking of certain industries that if you were to go to management and say, look, I feel I'm being bullied, I, I feel like people aren't taken seriously sometimes. I, I think that can happen, Lauren, and I think hopefully that's something that we're, we're moving away from. But unfortunately, it is something that is is still um, maybe the way it is in, in certain industries. But again, that, that onus does come back on the organisation. And, and so much of it is about uh, an awareness because we need to be aware of, of it. It's not necessarily about somebody intentionally going out to treat somebody in a particular way. But even if that intent isn't there, it's about the actual impact that behaviour is having on somebody as to whether or not it may reasonably be regarded as, as bullying behaviour or repeated inappropriate behaviour. Um, and there's, there's reasons why people might feel reluctant to raise it themselves as well, Lauren, which is why sometimes it's not talked about as much that people feel it might have an impact on my career progression or how I'm perceived in the organisation. Um, but again, it, it's about people having that awareness that, OK, there are certain acceptable and unacceptable behaviours and standards in the organisation. And if they drop below that, or if I feel um, I'm, I'm the subject of, of repeated inappropriate behaviour, that there is a policy, there is a procedure, there is support from the organisation there for me to be able to try and resolve this matter in, in an informal or in a formal manner. Um, but, but so much of it comes back to information and awareness. Mm. I mentioned, Graham, and I hope, like, I, I feel even bad saying it, right? But I do feel that sometimes the word bullying can be used quite loosely. And as you said, it's a label and it's a very, mm. very serious label. If you are accused of bullying, is there any support there or protection for you? Because look, in the big bad world, people are different and people perceive things differently. And as you said, maybe the intention isn't there. And I understand we need to be aware of ourselves and aware of how we conduct ourselves in a professional yes. environment. But, you know, maybe someone has moved from another business in the same kind of industry. Things are done differently. You know, people think maybe they're just having a laugh. They don't realise the impact what they're saying and doing can have on a colleague. And the next thing they know, they've been hit with this um, label and that's on their permanent record and going forward that could affect them on their career path. 
Yeah, that, that's a really good point, Lauren. And, and at Graphway, we, we work with organisations around their policies and their procedures and we, we roll out training with organisations. But as part of what we do as well, we do conduct independently investigations in, internally for organisations as well. And there is a real onus there to make sure that there is you know, an awareness around that it, 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 you said it yourself, it, it's just an allegation at an initial stage um, so that allegation is, is against somebody as well so there's going to be a respondent there that gets an opportunity to, to respond to that and try to resolve that issue as well and they need to be treated really fairly as well the very same as that person who might have raised the concern or made the complaint there's a duty of care there from the employer as well to make sure the same supports are there Lauren for that person as well while maybe something might be being investigated or there might be a to, to resolve something informally, the same support should be provided to the person making the complaint as to, to, to the person who the complaint has been made against. It's so interesting and no doubt, judging just from how many messages we've had on this topic, Graham, people will want to get in touch with you. So Graphite Consultancy is where you're based, you're a manager there. Yeah, Graphite HRM, yes, absolutely. Brilliant. Graham Nolan, thanks so much for your time. No problem, thanks Lauren. Good to have you on the show today. Yeah, there, it, you know, it's it's a tough one. It's a really, really difficult area. And I think if it's something that you've ever been through or you've ever experienced, and it can depend. I think it can depend on the company, the kind of industry you work in. I'd really like if you could shine a light a bit on it. Um, as I mentioned, we got a lot of messages in yesterday. We won't name workplaces. That's not fair. And we won't name names if you would prefer it that way. But it would just be interesting today to discuss how you handle workplace bullying. So if you've ever been the victim of bullying or you've ever been accused of bullying, get involved. I'm on 087-711-1038. I mentioned some of the messages that we got on yesterday's show and I read one very similar to this out. It's from the same person. We got a few from this listener. Hi, Lauren. Bullied for complaining about bad work practices in a prominent state company by a line manager and clerks line manager with several other complaints against her. The general public and taxpayer would go mad if they knew what was going on. And this is the thing is that sometimes, you know, it's it's someone making complaints about, oh, well, listen, it's always been done that way. And you're like, well, it shouldn't have always been done that way. And now you feel you're bullied as a result of that. It's very, very difficult. And like, who are you supposed to go to next? Jed says it all depends on the company. A larger one would be easier to make a complaint and they'd have a better system at dealing with it. Well, you would hope so, Jed. But he points out a smaller company would be a problem because they'd know where the complaint comes from and the boss might not take it that seriously. And I think that's what stops a lot of people coming forward is they, and I remember actually we spoke to a girl on this show who was working in a shop. She'd wanted to work there for ages. I think it was in retail. And she was having great difficulty because she had issues with some of the people she was working with, but they were all pals with the boss. And in a small business, it was just getting very, very difficult for her. And I think Jed is right. At least in a, in a big company, you can remain somewhat anonymous. And I wonder as well for people who do come forward, and again, like we won't name workplaces and we can change details if you'd like, but I'd like to hear from people that like when you do complain or you do go further with an issue do you stay working there like I don't understand maybe what the process is or if you want to stay working there if down the road you've called someone out for bullying and maybe you know they've remained in their position and you've remained in yours what are you supposed to do like what kind of atmosphere is there in the workplace then Estera says on Facebook workplace bullying can be very difficult from bullying as a child it can be very subtle 
For example, different standards for different workers. Some people getting away with lots of mistakes and excuses being made for them, while some staff don't get away with anything and everything gets nitpicked. Can never do a good enough job just because they don't fit in. It's very hard to report and do anything about that. More likely to happen in a smaller work environment. Yes, similar point to Jed. Pete says, I don't know if I'm being bullied, but I do feel picked on in work. Not not by management who are fine, but by other colleagues. It's a very clicky office from the day I started, but I thought I'd break in eventually. There's a main group that goes for lunch together, coffee. They're always whispering in the corner. I've heard them bitching about other people behind their backs and even heard them bitch about me. I just don't get it. These are people in their late 20s, 30s, 40s, but they act like school kids. You can imagine in school sometimes people go along with the bullies to not become bullied themselves. But you would think these people should have some backbone. It's sad, really, but it's made my day awful. I can't wait to get out of work. And I suppose this is the difference, like you're pointing out, with being in school, that as a school kid, you know, you have it drilled into you to include everyone and be nice to everyone. And I think the reason maybe sometimes bullying can happen in the workplace is, as adults, we kind of feel like, well, we're adults here. We're doing work. We're not here to make friends. So if someone feels they're being left out, I would imagine, and I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but people will turn around and go, well, they're not making an effort and it's not up to us to hold them by the hand and to mollycoddle them. Like, we're in the big bad world. We're working. And I do, I think sometimes, you know, and I know people have complained in the past on this show before that we can be too soft on kids. Now, I'm not, I'm not saying, oh, listen, we should ignore bullying. Bullying is never acceptable. But I just mean this whole idea of, well, everyone, you know, has a buddy and everyone will always be held by the hand and everyone will always be taken care of. It's not the reality when you go into the big bad world. And as Pete said, you know, I don't feel like I'm being bullied, but I just know I don't fit in and I'm not in the click. And that can be awful. You know, it can, it can be really, really hard. And I think that sometimes can be that kind of blurred line where someone might say, well, I'm being bullied. And in actual fact, they're not. It's just that they you know, aren't clicking with their colleagues. And that would, I, I genuinely would worry about that, that someone could be accused of bullying when, you know, they're not. It's just that someone isn't fitting in. And that's a harsh reality. I don't, Am I being very harsh? Maybe you completely disagree with me. Jessica says, I just quit my job about two weeks ago or so because I was being constantly bullied, laughed at and being made feel like I wasn't good enough. I did my job always and stuck my head down just to get through the day. As soon as I was in the door, I was counting down the hours till I was back out. I knew I shouldn't feel that way in a job and I was jealous of everyone who loved their jobs. They all spoke the same language, which wasn't my first language, so that was their barrier, which I didn't mind at times, but I think it was purely because I was Irish too, which sounds ridiculous, but I can't find any other reason why. My boss would pick on me. They often sexualized me too when I went into work with makeup, so I just stopped. It was constant. Every day when I was working saying I couldn't do this, or but in fact I could, still till I had enough and I left and I couldn't be happier. I would have said something about the other bullies, but they wouldn't do anything about it purely because they all get on and I was the outcast. It was awful. Jessica, you've hit on something. Firstly, I'm really sorry that that happened to you and I'm glad to hear you're much happier. But you've you've touched on something that has come up on the show before and that's when you work in a place and people don't speak the same language as you, how isolated you can feel. And I remember a few years ago we spoke about you know, staff maybe who um, English isn't their first language. So when when they're on a break with colleagues from perhaps the same country as them originally, they speak in their native tongue, which is completely understandable. They, you know, might feel more comfortable, but it can be alienating for other staff members. 
I don't know what the resolve is there. I'd like to hear if anyone can relate to what Jessica went through. Another says, I was bullied in work. It got so bad I left. Had to get a new job. It had such an impact on my life. The stress. I um, was didn't tell people. I didn't speak out. But I would tell people, sorry, to speak out. Don't stand for it. Have you spoken out about bullying in the workplace? And also, I'd really like to hear from people maybe who've been accused of bullying in the workplace. We can change names, never an issue. I would really like to hear your stories and maybe if there's someone who's listening who's going through it, what advice you would have for them. I'm on 087-711-1038. So many messages coming in. I'm really glad we decided to continue on our conversation from yesterday. If you're just getting involved, we spoke about bullying yesterday and you know, the reasons why a survey was carried out um, across three schools by the Anti-Bullying Centre in DCU and it just looked into why some kids are targeted. Um, and what we ended up getting was a massive reaction from adults talking about bullying in adult life, particularly in the workplace. And we're getting in lots of examples of that today. So if someone was going through this now and it is something that you've already been through, I'd really like to hear your advice and I think it can really depend on where you work and how seriously they take bullying. I also said as well um, that I think bullying sometimes is a word that gets thrown around quite easily. And I'm, I'm, I'm really trying to tread carefully around this because I do feel that bullying is completely unacceptable. But I think... And actually, my mind has kind of gone back to that whole thing with bloggers and Snapchatters a couple of months ago when the word bullying was thrown out and we discussed it on the show. And it it wasn't bullying, um, according to many of you. It was, in fact, people being called out. And what I'm talking about is just sometimes in the real world, when we don't like something we hear or we don't like something that's going on we put a label on it and bullying is one of those labels sometimes that gets thrown out there and I don't necessarily always agree that it's in fact bullying and I didn't agree with the whole Snapchatter thing but anyway maybe you completely disagree with me and you think I'm bang out of order I'd like to hear what you think 87 Laura is on the line Hi Laura Hi, Lauren. How are you keeping? I'm good, thank you very much. Um, Laura, what are your thoughts on this conversation? Is workplace bullying something you've ever come across? It, it is, but from where I stand right now, I don't know that it was workplace bullying. You know, that kind of way. Because um, I, I had an experience whereby I, I manage, I'm sort of in middle management, I suppose. I, I manage people and someone manages me. And I had a situation where I was... Um, working with someone so someone was reporting to me who was not doing a good job um, they made some quite serious mistakes in our line of work sex other people is actually in healthcare and I, so as a result I had to watch that person's work very closely and um, have a couple of difficult conversations and they experienced that as um, me bullying them not trusting them micromanaging them which, which it kind of was but, but it was it was justified. We were following the HR plan for when performance is called into question, but they, they, they took it so hard and I felt so bad for them. But at the same time, I'm getting from my management that this is unacceptable. We're worrying about how you can do your job. That stigma stayed with me for quite a while afterwards and I felt sort of bullied in it. But from where I stand now, I think it was valid. So there's 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 an emotional reaction that happens where you're like, just leave me alone. I, yeah. I just want to do my job. Yeah. 
um, you don't trust me. But the fact is, sometimes criticism has to happen and it's it's always a tough conversation. Um, yeah, Laura, you're yeah. after putting so much more eloquently what I was trying to say. So thank you. Oh, I because, appreciate that. Thank you. Um, because that is, I think sometimes in the real world, we, we have to hear things we don't like. We've got to yeah. work with people that maybe we mightn't agree with. And there, sometimes tough decisions have to be made. And I think sometimes yeah. we can be mollycoddled a bit as we grow oh, up. And I feel so bad, so bad for, for the person, but it was just it was, it was the situation that we were in. Yeah. And I think that is something that comes up more often than not. And like, look, I'm not saying for a second that people don't experience bullying. I 100% think it happens and some of the examples yeah. we're getting in are And horrific. it's unfair. Yeah, yeah, appalling. Yeah, really unfair. But sometimes when there's evidence, it's it's a different conversation and it's, it's, it's desperate. It was, it was a tough situation for me, for that person. They eventually left. But I, I, I feel, and I said in my text, I feel that they're out there feeling that I bullied them yeah. and, that's, and, and and I'm walking around with that and I, and I feel bad that they, they're holding on to that that I'm holding on to it it's, it's, it's a tough one yeah it really is Laura thanks for sharing that really good of you no to come hassle. on no take care bye bye, bye. Good to uh, that's Laura there uh, sorry it was a little bit windy but I think Laura makes a really good point and as I said she made it a lot better than I was trying to is that sometimes in the workplace we take things personally and we feel like we are being attacked or targeted and I, I'm really glad to hear that you know Laura was following protocol there was things she had to do she had to you know micromanage this person and of course you're going to get on the defensive and maybe look as I said at the very start of this conversation there are two sides to every story and that's why I think you know it's so important as Graham Nolan from Graphite HRM said earlier on that you have a code of conduct in place and you have um you know, protocols that you follow when something like this arises, because I think it does. We're all individuals. We're all different. We all feel different. We perceive things differently. And there can just be very, very difficult situations. But as Laura said, she's like, you know, I just feel that person is walking around there, you know, out in the world today, feeling that I bullied them. And I don't feel that I did. There was a process that I had to follow. Oh, it's a tricky one. I don't know um, what you make of that. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Kira says on WhatsApp, it was totally my case. I was accused of bullying some of the staff who were working in my team only because I was telling them how to do things or telling them mistakes they'd done and how to resolve them. As well as that, I'm an honest person and foreign. So people just accused me. The same day I was accused, I was sent home super upset and people who know me know that I'm not like that. I felt very sad about the whole situation as it wasn't fair at all at the time, but I guess I had to take the accusation seriously. I'm so happy I left that company. Even they wanted me to stay. They really made me feel like I was a bully to everyone. And, you know, everyone has to be supported and directed properly. Obviously, Kira, you felt the best decision was for you to leave after that. But I just think, what if you weren't being a bully? What if you were just doing your job? I don't know. Does there have to be a certain amount of complaints made about you? Does there have to be certain things that you have done um, you know Graham mentioned earlier on repeated inappropriate behaviour but you know inappropriate I, I understand that's why you have a code of conduct in place but I just feel that sometimes you know what one person views as inappropriate another might not and it's just it's a very very grey area I feel sometimes lots and lots of messages are coming through on this one I would really really like to hear your thoughts on it if you've ever experienced workplace bullying from either side of it, we've heard from two women now who've said that they were 
accused of bullying when in fact they were doing their jobs. It's a grey area. How do you deal with it? I'm on 087-711-1038. I honestly can't get over the amount of messages that we're getting in. I'm going to do my best to read them all out. Thank you so much for sharing and getting involved and offering advice for anyone else who might be experiencing bullying in the workplace. Uh, Brian says, I've been bullied at work. I'm 43 years old and had enough of it. I work in construction and on numerous occasions I had to tell this bloke to stop diminishing my character, that I don't treat him like that. He would always say he's having a laugh. And it was always at my expense and he only did it when he had a crowd. I told him he was a complete narcissist and I had enough of his lies. It went so far that I had to go to bosses of the company and ask them to not have me work on the same site as him as I was afraid I really might hurt him and destroy my work life. Wow. Um, Well, I hope you haven't been paired together since and I hope they took it seriously. Another says, hi, Spin. What if it's the managing director who you feel is doing the bullying, being pushed out and is in full control of the company? I've been out of work now for weeks because of the stress of it all. I feel my career and everything I've worked for has now gone down the drain. Even the thoughts of going back has me doubled over with anxiety. I would not be able to talk about this on the phone as I will probably burst into tears as this has been the usual for the past while. I would be interested in what people think of this. Oh, my God. Did it just start or has it been building up over time? Have you spoken to your manager about it? Is there a HR department where you work that you could discuss this with them? That is so, so awful. I hope you're okay. And I was wondering, we were talking about this in the office this morning and I was like, you know, is any job worth sticking at? Like we've heard from loads of people today who are like, I just left, couldn't deal with it anymore. But then I wonder, like this listener, you're like, that's your career. That's everything you've worked for. Why should you be the one that has to leave? But then realistically, do you want to stay there? Even if that person does move on, would you still want to stay there? It's such a difficult one. If you have any advice for that person, I would love to hear from you. Please offer it. Andrea says on WhatsApp, I remember I was working in a really busy retail chain, only got recently promoted. That day I was in charge of the tills. It was extremely busy and I wanted to swap staff members, putting a senior on the till and a junior on the floor to serve customers. When my senior manager asked me why, I said, because the new one is slow. He pulled me aside and said to be careful not to tell that in front of people. They can see it as bullying. I feel sorry because I wasn't aware of that at all, but it was true. Yeah, and like that is something so simple. It's like it's a new staff member. They're not as fast on the till. That's fact and reality. It's not like you're saying they're slow, as in they have some kind of um, issue, you know, in in doing the job. It's just that they're not up to speed enough yet. They're still learning. Wow. You know, you've got to be so, so careful. Thanks for sharing that. Naomi says, I truly believe my husband was bullied out of his job, his previous job. He was constantly being picked on by the boss, belittling him. His decisions were always questioned. He made me feel incompetent to the point where he didn't ever want to go back. And in the end, he didn't. A formal complaint was made, but nothing was ever done about it. He's now his own boss and absolutely loves it. Well, I'm really glad to hear it worked out for him. But this is the thing, and this is what I was asking earlier on, is, you know, I understand that people are like, I just want to get away from here. I just don't want to be here anymore. But to just leave and that person never be held accountable. Now, I understand your husband made a complaint and nothing was done about it anyway. So he did everything he could. But why should you be the one to leave? But then I suppose on the flip side, I wonder if you have been bullied, if you've had a dreadful time, why would you want to stay? Has anyone ever had to stay at a job because they have felt I've nowhere else to go? This is the job I want to do. I actually love the job. It's someone I work with I'm having the issue with. Is it worth staying for, really? Like, even if the atmosphere is horrific? 
Rachel tells me like there are just so so many messages coming through understandably a lot of people aren't comfortable to come on the phone I completely appreciate that especially if it's something that you're still dealing with so please just continue to get involved send in your message if you would like to tell a story 087-711-1038 but maybe if you've been through it and it's been resolved and you have some advice that you would like to give I'd really like to hear it particularly for um, that listener who I, whose message I read out a minute ago saying that you know it's their manager they're having the issues with and they feel they're being bullied by the manager they haven't been back to work in weeks what do they do next if you can impart any advice I'm on 087 711 1038 um, the company I worked for was a huge company here and around the world says this sister and there was a floor manager who was a horrible person to everyone he didn't bully me but was always condescending embarrassed me in front of customers and would never ever bother to call me by my name he would call me you sounds like a charmer he did this to everyone, knew everyone hated him, but he liked that. He had so many formal complaints against him, but nothing ever happened to him. Still had his job, was never affected. Sometimes HR just don't take complaints about bullying seriously enough, and they should, because if he were any worse, he may have really hurt someone. And this is the thing, and I was talking about this earlier on, is that just sometimes we meet people in life who are just not very nice. But when it crosses that line into bullying and like you're right you know it it's something that maybe isn't taken seriously enough or maybe you just can't pin it on one thing it's a build up but I think if someone is treating you like that you start keeping a diary you start keeping tabs and all the things they've done and then you present that to management you know but look we heard from a listener earlier on whose manager is the one doing the bullying so that's what they're dealing with at the moment so I've been asking for advice for that listener please I, I was bullied for years by my manager, says this listener. She also attempted to get me fired by setting me up. She was unsuccessful. That's when I left my job. Even um, I lo- sorry, left my job I loved in the end. I couldn't take it anymore. I'm now crippled by stress headaches, etc. And my mental health has been affected. The company I knew wouldn't help. They would only make it worse. They told the manager, if you said something, your life wouldn't be worth living as you would be shunned the next day. You'd be afraid to go into work. And this is the reality and this is the serious side of it that we're talking about is particularly um, a lot of people have pointed out in smaller businesses that it can be very difficult to report bullying or something that is going on with a colleague or a manager because everyone's going to know it's you or you could make the situation worse for yourself is apparently what people are threatened with. It's not right. I don't know how better, how best we can deal with it. It does, as someone said earlier on, um, appear to be easier in a larger company. Mary says on WhatsApp, sometimes you don't know if you're being bullied. Myself and my colleague are contracted out to colleges. Due to our work, we can't get involved, but we had to witness a teacher constantly picking on one of the students. The most I could do was tell their friend that I regretted not reporting my lecture. However, sometimes the person themselves isn't aware that what is going on is bullying. I was bullied by my lecture. He gave me a nickname. It was part of the module he was giving that I didn't like and it made me feel humiliated and degraded. I never said this to him but he could have gauged from my reaction that I did not like it. He continued to use it throughout the year in front of the entire class. It was a very small year. I only realised this year that what he was doing was bullying. But I feel if it is a person who is an authoritative figure it's harder to tell if it's bullying. Yes, and I also think as well you know, they know to pick on. They know who to pick on. They, you know, I think sometimes bullies can be quite calculated. Just you telling your story there, Mary, really reminded me of a situation that my friend found herself in. 
it's happened to the UK, so I don't feel too bad um, telling it or that I'll get anyone in trouble. But she was involved in, um, so was acting, right? Um, it was a, a module similar to, similar to yours and it was a drama module. And obviously, you know, drama um, is quite a serious thing and you have to really go into yourself and, you know, you have to, you're quite vulnerable as it is. And I think from what I was told, because obviously, you know, I heard my friend's version of it and I believe her, is that one of the um, lecturers or whoever, drama instructors, was taking part of the module very, very seriously and was encouraging them to, you know, go into themselves and use really, really traumatic things or really distressing things that had happened to them in their lives. Again, this was in the UK, right? Wasn't in Ireland. Um, but was encouraging them to bring up really, really upsetting things and to use that. And, you know, this wasn't in, um, you know, a university. It wasn't somewhere like, I I, I think what my friend had issue with was, with was that this person didn't really have any qualifications for what they were doing. It was just an idea they were going with. And what ended up happening was a few of the other students ended up really distressed and my friend ended up really distressed, but she called the guy out on it. She, anyway, it didn't go well because he just accused her of being difficult and, you know, not being committed to what she was doing. So it's just a, a, exactly what you were saying there, Mary, is that, you know, that she was being picked on. She felt everyone was being picked on, but she was the only one who called them out because sometimes an authoritative figure, you just go along with it. You do what you're told. I hope that makes some kind of sense. I didn't want to give away too many details there, but like I said, it was in the UK. Robbie says it's not a nice thing people with no no people skills and who just want to be in control power trip has gone to their heads this listener has some advice and uh, I don't know um, if logistically this would work but their suggestion is to record the conversations always okay uh, I don't know if I'd call it bullying, says this listener, but when I started in my company, there were a few really clicky, bitchy girls that seemed to rule the roost. They obviously didn't like a younger girl coming in, and I imagine they felt threatened. I felt they went out of their way to make things difficult for me. They were really unfriendly, bitchy, would exclude me from conversations, etc. Eventually, I fought my way in because I wasn't going to let these grown, but really immature women get in the way of my career. I didn't like them. Anyone who acts like that wouldn't be my kind of people, but I had to fake it to make it. I've gone out of my way to be friendly now to any new staff because there's no need to make things harder for people. And good for you. Um, and look, that might work in some situations. Not always um, the case. And I'm sure it wasn't easy for you, but good on you that you did it. Another says, I worked in a company for 14 years, absolutely loved it, was taken over and redundancies were given at six weeks pay. I was transferred to a new site and murdered uh, all the company data, got pregnant, went to maternity leave, came back and was made redundant. Got two weeks statutory and then they wanted me to work two months notice. Went sick and never went back. I was so angry at the time. The manager used everyone until she no longer needed them. (sighs) After 14 years in a company that you loved, that is very, very hard. Another says I was bullied by my manager and team in my last job. She made me cry regularly in the end. The legal team noticed and said it to the boss of my department. He didn't believe them. I got the last laugh, landing a better job. Keep your head up. You are not on your own. It's a positive note to end it on, so I'm going to leave it there. Um, I'm just a bit over time and we've lots to come in the next hour on Spin Talk. Thank you so much for getting involved in that conversation. Continue to have your say, as always, on the Spin 1038 Facebook page. This is the Spin Talk Podcast. Catch Spin Talk with Lauren, live on Spin 1038 weekdays from 1.